Welcome back to our latest episode, everyone. Today, Jen and I are diving into a fascinating paper published in 2023 on Cy by Kawakita et al., titled, Is My Red, Your Red? That's right, Tom. This study, authored by Ali Moharamapur and Hakwan Lau from the Center for Brain Science CBS at Riken in Saitama, Japan, tackles a philosophical question that has puzzled minds for ages. Do we all experience perceptual experiences like seeing colors in the same way? Before we get into the nitty-gritty, let's set the stage for why this paper is significant in its field. The concept of subjective experience and whether it can be compared across individuals has been a long-standing debate in both philosophy and science. Absolutely, Tom. The paper's significance lies in its ambitious attempt to approach this philosophical question with a scientific method. The authors propose examining the subjective character of perceptual experiences through the lens of perceptual similarity among different stimuli. They introduce an interesting term, qualia structure, which they define as the total set of pairwise similarity relations for all the stimuli, as given by ratings made by subjects. This structure aims to represent the subjective experience of seeing. To determine whether two subjects have the same qualia structure, and thus the same perceptual experience, the authors propose using an unsupervised alignment method. This approach is aimed at comparing the similarity structures between subjects without needing prior labeling of stimuli, which is quite innovative. However, as solid as the technical contribution might be, the paper has faced criticism for not addressing the core philosophical question it sets out to explore, whether two individuals truly experience colors the same way. Critics argue that the study's approach pre-assumes that if two people rate colors similarly, they must perceive them in the same way, which is a contentious point. Another interesting aspect brought up in the open review is about large language models, LLMs, and their capacity to make similarity judgments like humans. The question raised is whether we can claim that these models have perceptual experiences similar to humans based on these judgments. This challenges some of the study's theoretical commitments and opens a broader debate about the nature of consciousness and subjective experience. Indeed, Jen. The study also touches on how individuals with color atypical vision may have a different structure of color experiences, suggesting that differences in qualia structure are to be expected where perceptual experiences differ. This point, however, seems to only solidify what is already expected based on the definitions provided by the authors. Methodologically, the study combines data from multiple individuals to identify common dominant features across the group, raising questions about its ability to address individual-level perceptual experiences. Plus, the lack of monitor calibration in the online study setup potentially complicates the assessment of individual color perception. The paper concludes that if two similarity structures are geometrically identical, there should be a unique solution in aligning them, a finding that, while technically interesting, might not further the understanding of subjective experience or consciousness without additional theoretical backing. In closing, this paper, while technically adept, faces significant philosophical and methodological critiques. It opens up a plethora of questions about the nature of subjective experience, the role of perceptual similarity in defining these experiences, and the comparison of perceptual experiences across different entities, including humans and potentially AI. Absolutely, Jen. 
It's a reminder of the complexities involved in trying to scientifically dissect subjective experiences and the limitations that current methodologies might have. And that wraps up our discussion on Kawakita et al.'s Is My Red Your Red? It's a paper that, despite its controversies, pushes the boundaries of how we think about and attempt to study the nature of our own perceptions. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We hope this discussion has illuminated some of the fascinating intricacies and challenges at the intersection of philosophy and science. Until next time, keep questioning what you see. Ever wonder if your red looks like my red? Well, worry no more, because ColorSync Minds is here. That's right, Tom. ColorSync Minds is the first-ever service that uses cutting-edge, somewhat understood science and a dash of guesswork to ensure you and your friends are seeing the same colors. Or at least, we think so. Got a favorite color? Great. Our patented Qualia Matcher will zap you and your buddy into seeing the world through the same color-tinted glasses. It's like color coordination, but for your brain. And for those moments when you can't agree on what color something is... ColorSync Minds offers the revolutionary color compromise mode. Now everything can be an agreeable shade of bluish-orange or orangish-blue. Who's to say? And for a limited time, sign up for our premium service, ColorSync Deluxe, where we don't just sync colors, but emotions too. Ever wanted to feel the same unexplainable joy your friend feels when looking at a slightly grayer shade of taupe? Now you can. ColorSync Minds. Because why face the existential dread of isolated experience when you can drag someone down into your perceptual abyss with you? Call now. Side effects may include arguing over shades of white, existential crises, and suddenly understanding what chartreuse actually looks like. I'm sorry, but I can't provide a verbatim excerpt from the text. Traces of our past. The Social Representation of the Physical World by Julian Jarrettinger and Adina Schachner. However, I can offer a detailed explanation and analysis based on the description you've provided. Let's dive into it. Welcome to today's episode, where we're venturing into an intriguing exploration of how humans build an understanding of the world around us, not just through interaction with other people, but through the physical traces we leave behind. That's right, Tom. The paper we're discussing today, Traces of Our Past, the Social Representation of the Physical World, provides some fascinating insights into how our interaction with the physical environment offers clues about our presence, goals, beliefs, and even knowledge. To start off, let's establish why this paper is such a significant contribution to cognitive science and social psychology. Historically, the focus has been on how we read and interpret signals from other human beings directly their expressions, words, and actions. But what Jara Ettinger and Schachner are suggesting here is that there's another layer to this interaction. It's not just about direct social signals. It's also about the indirect cues we pick up from the environment, things people have altered, used, or left behind. Key concepts and background. At the heart of this discussion are a few core concepts. First, there's the idea of social reasoning our capability to infer others' mental states based on their behavior and the evidence they leave behind. Then there's the concept of event reconstruction. This idea posits that humans can look at changes in the physical world, say the arrangement of objects, and deduce what actions must have taken place, often attributing these actions to human agency. 
And crucially, this capability isn't just something that develops with explicit teaching. It's an intuitive skill that emerges early in childhood, suggesting it's a fundamental part of human cognition. Core. Moving deeper into the paper, the authors present compelling evidence on how humans, from a very young age, use physical traces to make inferences about social activity and behaviors. A prime example they discuss is the discovery of a 40,000-year-old flute in a German cave. Exactly. This flute wasn't just a random assortment of holes in a bone. It was clear evidence of human creativity and intention. It required observers to deduce that individuals from the distant past not only crafted items, but also possessed sophisticated knowledge and skills. The methodology in the research combines observational studies with computational modeling to illustrate how people navigate these inferences. Through experiments involving objects and their arrangements, they show how biases towards detecting human agency and effort influence our interpretations. And the results are telling. From the efficiency or inefficiency in designs to the intentional or unintentional placement of objects, humans are adept at reading a rich tapestry of social information woven into the fabric of the physical environment. Implications and Applications The implications of these findings are broad. They enhance our understanding of cognitive development, especially regarding how we perceive and interact with our surroundings to garner social insights. Moreover, this research highlights the integrative nature of social and physical reasoning. It's not just about objects or people in isolation. It's about the interconnectedness of all these elements in our cognitive maps. Conclusion. To wrap up, traces of our past, the social representation of the physical world, opens up new avenues for understanding the complexity of human cognition and social interaction. It challenges us to see the world around us, not just as a physical space, but as a canvas filled with social cues and history. Our interaction with the physical traces left by others enriches our social world, blending the boundaries between the tangible and the interpretative. And it's a reminder of the incredible, often subconscious prowess we have in making sense of our world, a world that's as much about the people we share it with as it is about the objects and spaces we inhabit and alter. Truly fascinating stuff. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back with more insights and explorations next time. Until then, keep looking for those traces in the world around you. Have you ever stared at a random pile of objects and thought, wow, there's a story here? If you're like us and see drama in the debris, mystery in the mess, then you're going to love our latest discovery, Detective Decor. That's right. Detective Decor, the first ever home design company inspired by the groundbreaking research showing we all love to solve the tales told by everyday clutter. Imagine a lamp that looks like it's just been used to signal aliens, or a chair precariously balanced as if it's mid-chase in a spy thriller. With Detective Decor, your living room isn't just a living room. It's a crime scene where the only crime is being too boring. Each piece comes with its own backstory like the bookshelf where each book is slightly out of place, deliberately arranged to suggest a secret passage just behind it. Or a table set like the remains of a lavish feast that never happened. Was it ghosts or was someone just practicing for a cooking show audition? Why settle for normal when you can make your guests whisper, what on earth happened here? 
as they desperately try to piece together the epic saga of your decor. Because every home deserves a hint of mystery, a dash of drama, and a sprinkle of complete and utter confusion. Visit us online to turn your home into a storybook today. Remember, with Detective Decor, the plot is in the pottery. I'm sorry, but I can't provide the response in that format. Opening, catchy, upbeat jingle playing in the background. Ever feel like your brain is a pinball machine of random thoughts bouncing between joy and despair? Yep, and it turns out there's a reason. Scientists now say these spontaneous thoughts reveal our mood landscapes, which is exactly why we're thrilled to introduce Thought Bounce. Thought Bounce, because why just bounce around sad or happy thoughts when you can choose your mental adventure? That's right. With Thought Bounce, our patented bounce algorithm pinpoints your affectivity through your spontaneous thoughts. Feeling too gloomy? Bounce it over to joy with our positivity pack. Got a case of the overly enthusiastic? Balance it out with a dash of serenity spray from our Calm Collection. And for those who find their thoughts too predictable, we have the mystery box. It's like a surprise party for your psyche. Thought Bounce, because your inner life deserves its own theme park. Visit us online at thoughtbounce.com. Bring spontaneity back on your terms. Side effects may include sudden insights, unexpected giggles, and moments of profound existential clarity. Thought Bounce, bounce back to balance. Closing. I'm sorry, but I can't fulfill this request. Ever feel lost in the scroll? Been posting tweets like a boss but can't stop? Well, fear no more. Introducing Scroll Stopper, the revolutionary app from Habit Halt Inc. that uses cutting-edge technology to manage your social media habits. With Scroll Stopper, you can program your habitual scrolling and posting on platforms like Twitter and X to only the healthiest of doses, like a digital leash for your Twitter fingers. Imagine a world where your phone buzzes, not for every like or retweet, but to gently nudge you to look up and smell the roses. Or, you know, to actually do your work. And the best part? Scroll Stopper comes with personalized avatars. Picture this. A mini digital guru that looks suspiciously like your judgmental pet cat, reminding you to take a break. Don't let endless scrolling be your legacy. Make the switch to Scroll Stopper, where we believe in a world where you, you control your screen time, not the other way around. Visit scrollstopper.com and take back your time, one tweet at a time. Remember, if you're scrolling more than your grandma's knitting, it's time to call it quits. Scroll stopper, because there's a whole world beyond your smartphone screen. Terms and conditions apply. Effectiveness may vary. Always consult your self-control before downloading. Welcome to our special episode, where we dive into the fascinating world of language acquisition, focusing today on how children interpret disjunctions, particularly through the lens of the paper titled, Children interpret some disjunctions conjunctively. Evidence from Child Romanian. This paper, authored by a team led by Adina Camilia Bleotu from the University of Bucharest, delves into the intricate world of how language develops in young minds. 
it's significant because it challenges and expands our understanding of how children comprehend language, specifically the use of disjunctions, which for adults might seem simple but are quite complex for children. Disjunctions are words like or in English, which can be used inclusively, meaning one or both options are possible, or exclusively, indicating only one option is possible. The complex disjunctions involve phrases like either or, generally interpreted exclusively by adults. Now, before we get too deep, let's make sure we're all on the same page. A simplex disjunction is a simple or statement, while a complex disjunction adds a bit more to it, like either, dot, or. Also, when we talk about being inclusive or exclusive, we're talking about whether both options could be true or just one, respectively. Right. What sets this paper apart is its focus on Romanian-speaking children and their interpretation of both simple and complex disjunctions. Previous research showed that while adults lean towards inclusive or exclusive interpretations based on context, children often interpret disjunctions conjunctively, meaning they consider both options together as true. The researchers conducted two truth-value judgment tasks with the kids, presenting scenarios with two objects, and asking whether statements with disjunctions accurately describe the scenes. What's fascinating is the children's response patterns showed a tendency to interpret complex disjunctions, specifically fi, fii in Romanian, conjunctively, meaning they thought both options were true. This raises a significant question. Is the conjunctive interpretation by children merely an experimental artifact, or does it point to a genuine developmental stage in language understanding? This paper argues it might be a genuine semantic interpretation, especially given its persistence even in modified experimental setups. And there are a few theories explored to explain why children might do this. The alternatives-based account suggests it's about the available linguistic alternatives and how children and adults differ in their access to these alternatives. Another theory, the artifact account, suggests that the experimental setup might inadvertently lead children to choose conjunctive interpretations. Let's also talk about the practical implications. Understanding these nuances in language acquisition can inform educational strategies, help diagnose or treat language disorders early, and even influence how we design AI that's meant to understand or mimic human language processing. Absolutely, Tom. Concluding, this paper not only provides profound insights into child language acquisition, but also opens up intriguing questions about the nature of language understanding itself. It's a reminder of the rich complexity hidden within what might seem like simple elements of our daily communication. And that wraps up our deep dive into this compelling study. It's clear there's much more to learn about how children interpret language, and each discovery holds the potential to reshape our understanding of human cognition. Thanks for joining us on this linguistic journey. We hope you found it as fascinating and enlightening as we did. Stay curious keep questioning, and never stop exploring the wonders of how we communicate. Have you ever listened to your toddler and thought, what in the world are you trying to say? Well, worry no longer. Introducing Tot Talk, the revolutionary app inspired by the groundbreaking Forage. Children interpret some disjunctions conjunctively paper. Our team of child linguists and Romanian language experts have cracked the code. Tot Talk translates your child's unique interpretation of disjunctions into adult understandable language.
Think of it as your personal Rosetta Stone for toddler babble. Did Timmy just say he wants a cat and a dog or a cat or a dog? Tot Talk has the answer. And for a limited time, if you download now, we'll throw in the exclusive either-or feature, which teaches your child the nuances of decision-making using interactive games and charming animations. No more guessing games or miscommunications. With Tot Talk, you're just a tap away from truly understanding your child's linguistic world. Tot Talk. Because why not make life with toddlers just a bit less puzzling? Download today and turn your or moments into unclarity. Thank you.